Now, you might be asking yourself, why why do they have that big all-caps re-release at the beginning of this episode? Didn't they already do one of these? Beverly Hills Teens, that sounds really familiar. It might be. It also might not be, which is why (laughs) we're re-releasing it. Yeah. Yeah, Rory was sick the last time we did Beverly Hills Teens, and uh, I think it's he's gotten it again, maybe because of all this mummy this mummy tomb <laughs> diving we've been doing. He sort of picked up, uh, you know, the uh, the curse of a menhotep, uh, or some kind of boatman's lung, like last time. Uh, but you know, regardless, we want to honor Rory, and we're gonna we're gonna give you this wonderful episode that also doesn't have Rory in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, is that how we honor him? By, by releasing more content with his with his obvious absence. <laughs> right, right. You can feel it. You can feel the silhouette. It's like it's about the <laughs> negative space, you know? Yeah. We also have uh, Amalia Larson in this episode joining us. Uh, she was great when we recorded Beverly Hills Teens. Uh, this is this is one of our favorites, honestly. Yeah. A lot of good memories about about horrible uh surfing contests and pizza contests and and ghosts and scary people and and just a lot of white privilege yeah you're gonna love it if you haven't heard it you're gonna love it and so uh yeah so sorry for no new content this week but we hope that this couple minutes of us talking really makes up for that and uh please listen to our rerun now, now all I can hear is that song. I don't even know who wrote it, but the I want to kiss you, but your lips are venomous poison. We used to play that game song, not a song. We <laughs> <laughs> just sing, where you sing something and it's either the line of a real song or something that you made up and everybody has to decide whether it's a song or not a song. <laughs> I'm going to go with song on that one. I'm, I'm putting my trust in you, Davidson. Damn, you got me. Oh, oh, me, oh, my. Oh, Malia in the sky. Um, I'm so excited to talk about not a this song. show pretty soon. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a song. No, you're right. Not a song. Not not a song. <laughs> That's the best game. It's a really good game. all of our friends and neighbors for saturday morning tuesdays hello i'm austin i'm rory and i'm andy uh full disclosure rory's not here that was me doing an excellent impression yeah we're here on a very somber note we have a very (laughs) sad somber note (laughs) no no it doesn't have to be death to be somber andy You're, you're right you're right we're just somber because our friend Rory is, has a sickness and he he's not here for the first time and we're scared and alone but we're not alone because we've got our wonderful good friend coming all the way from Seattle. And her name is Amalia Larson. Hello, Amalia. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I, I like this this formal start that we have. Hi, Amalia. W- welcome to the podcast. I understand your, your somberness on this sad occasion of Rory's <laughs> sickness. I'm here to help. <laughs> we appreciate it's wonderful. that. wonderful. Yeah. We're so yeah. happy that you're here. Uh, I hate putting you on the spot. But maybe I don't. Tell us about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I live on the spot. Well, hi, my name is Amalia. I live on the spot. Ooh. Um, What uh, what would you like to know about myself? Uh, What do you you get up to? Uh, And maybe, you know, work in that that pitch for what you got going on with Allison, our other lovely repeating guest. 
Yeah, sure. Um, well, hello. Uh, again, I'm Amalia. I live on the spot. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know, Seattle area performer, improviser, comedian. Um, and uh, my uh, my main shebang is a, an improvised duo with Allison Lors, a uh, uh, previous friend member. Friend of the show. Pre- yeah, friend of the show. <laughs> friend um, of the show. Uh, called Book Club, where we're basically like two, like... Basically, like just like shitty, you know, shitty like capitalists. <laughs> We're capitalists. That's the thing. Um, no, it's like it's like too like shitty, you know, rich moms with like too much money and too much active wear and not enough self awareness. And we drink wine on stage and we get um, a book from the audience and that's what we read for that month. And then we read excerpts of it and make it about ourselves. And it's a really and I gotta good say. Time. <laughs> it is one of the funniest shows I've seen oh, in recent thanks. memory. If they do I, a fantastic job. I would do it every day if they would let me. <laughs> <laughs> would you say might. that if those characters had children, that maybe they would be at all like Beverly Hills teens? You know, I think that they would not be dissimilar to Beverly Hills teens. <laughs> hey, there's a reason we're bringing up the show Beverly Hills teens in casual conversation. <laughs> Uh, and that's because our special show that we watch, because we're doing a special today, mm-hmm. we watched three episodes of Beverly Hills Teens. We sure did. We sure we did. We watched three <laughs> fucking episodes of Beverly Hills Teens. Uh, this show has everything. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Pizzas, oh Pizzas. robots. Pizza robots, <laughs> talking surfing guitar. Oh my god, talking surfing guitar. <laughs> Double yeah. surfing. Um, yeah. <laughs> we will, we will oh, get to man. all of these things so and more much. very so soon. But, okay, so so we really are we are doing a special. It's very exciting. Uh, I feel bad that Rory's not here because he was part of the whole. I mean, we always have conversations between the three of us about what we want to do specials on, and we pretty much only do them for things we're excited about. And I know Rory was wanting to be here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Pour that's too out. bad. Uh, so we'll, Rory, we'll have I love to. You. I love you. Feel yeah. better. We love you too. Yeah, I mean everything in the show is right up Rory's alley too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so but let's right get before... some background on this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I okay. Actually, I'm gonna take us even one more step back. Hit me. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. We're let's walking go backwards. Back. Let's go. I'm way gonna, back. Uh, Amalia, uh, I'm, I'm gonna take you back home to the spot. Yeah. Uh, can you? I don't Wait, know. I don't, let, I, let me let me put in my door code. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Oh, uh, thank. Uh, we're we're back. We're back here at the spot. We're back in the spot. Uh-huh. Um, can you? I I actually literally don't know the answer to this question. What did you watch as a kid for cartoons? What were you into? Did you? Oh, geez. Um, yeah, I did. I guess when I was really young, I was really into like Fraggle Rock and stuff, which is not a cartoon. Dope, but, dope. No, but um, that's. Very dope. I mean, I loved Sesame Street. I think Sesame Street is a masterpiece. Neither yes. of these are animated. Um, yeah, they're no. both puppet shows. <laughs> they are. Um, also, what do you think this is? But yeah, and then like, and then like, I don't know what Tiny Toons, and then the whole the whole Nickelodeon lineup of like Doug and Rugrats and. Oh yeah, like, then it's like game those, over. Like, man. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like yeah, totally. Yeah, but I was mostly uh, in it for the theme songs. I will not lie to you. We know that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think I think maybe that is the entire reason we're watching this show, right? Because oh, we God. found the theme song on YouTube and we're like, that's a thing. Dude. Uh that theme song so, is a masterpiece. 
Oh God, it's so good. But we also we also recognize that there is a distinct bias in older cartoons and '80s cartoons and even into the '90s, uh, where it's basically all boy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, not necessarily like girls can like the boy shit. That's always been true. But like, you know, the market research making these Silverhawks shows that we were watching not long ago, Silverhawks and yeah. Thundercats, it's all like fighting and all this other shit. And so we consciously wanted to do some uh, <laughs> searching out of things like this, which aren't necessarily specifically just girl targeted. I think boys could enjoy empowered. this. <laughs> but like, but like, this is the shit that the 80s thought was good for girls. I know, dude, I was there. <laughs> so, uh, so, Okay. Now, now we've we've done that. Now uh, let, yeah, we can yeah. leave the spot. We can leave the spot. Let's talk about let's talk about Beverly Hills Teens and what oh, the hell God. this show is. Let's do the it. The year is 1987. What's 1987? <laughs> the place. Yes. Okay. Great. Yes. The place, California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, that's all my lead up. That's I was hoping <laughs> you would take it. From oh, cool. There. Um, baton. Got it. Yeah. Uh, good, good. Good. So. Actually, Austin, you and I both usually do a, a bit of historical lookup on this stuff. That's true. Uh, and I have a little bit of my own as well. I would love Great. to know the bio. But I want to know, I wanna know where you're going here. <laughs> so this is another show from uh, the, like the Deke dynasty of the 80s and 90s. Which Isn't is not that, that show about the, okay. <laughs> about the no, duck calling? Them. No, yeah. no, that's not what we're doing. So this is also another theme song that was fully written by Shooky Levy and Haim Saban. Right. Who wrote everything? I, I recently realized they wrote the Digimon theme song. What? Uh, they had their fingers in every pie. Every pie. Uh, and Pizza this pies, this perhaps. show is a classic 65 episode order of animation. But unlike a lot of them, they burned this shit out. The entire 65 episode run was done in three months. What? They aired Yikes. it every weekday, a new episode for no. three months. Beginning to end, slam it out, boom, Beverly Hills Teens. And then it started syndicating. Wow. Oh, Uh, my God. There must have been just (laughs) so much cocaine. So much. (laughs) So much. Uh, Yeah, it's it's crazy. But this this show was pretty much like a direct reaction to, like, Silverhawks-style shows. Right, yeah, which they specifically cited. So there's another part of this, like, this goal of creating the show. In the quote on the Wikipedia page, so it says, President of Access Syndicate Rich Colbert lamented the state of children's entertainment at the time, stating children's programming these days is dominated by neo-militaristic boy <laughs> toy animation, uh-huh. citing shows like Silverhawks, Thundercats, and G.I. Joe, which are popular. Uh-huh. Colbert continued, where are the Tom and Jerry's, the Flintstones, the rich characters for children to nurture and develop and identify with? <laughs> well, they created well, rich, the rich characters. I think maybe he misunderstood what the oh. need for rich characters are because these are not well three well developed three dimensional characters. These are rich characters. Yeah, oh that's my true. god. That's true. Well also, I mean, if we're talking about three dimensional well developed characters, Tom and Jerry? Yeah. Like, I'm not That's... saying that they are not like lovable, memorable, you know, multi-dimensional characters, but I don't I don't point to them as like being the most no. fleshed out. Yeah, you know, like They're season four of Breaking human. Bad or Tom and Jerry <laughs> peak yeah. television. Yeah, exactly. Although that episode <laughs> of Breaking Bad, The Fly, is basically yeah. Tom and Jerry. Yeah, 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 it is Tom and Jerry. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> 
I like this fun new New York character when you when you're confident about something. Listen. Oh, we've got a we've got a fourth host today. This is confident confident Chrissy. Exactly. Well, confident Chrissy. Uh, just got here from the spot. Traffic was terrible. Uh, we watched. Uh, we watched episode one, which is mm-hmm. called Double Surfing, Double Cross. We watched episode 25, which is entitled Ghost Story. And episode 39, Hold the Anchovies. And uh, I think now is as good a time as any to uh, to have Kyle cue some more of that music so that we can go right on into talking about them. It's so fucking catchy, and why is it? Really good. And here, here's the thing. The mo- I think the most alarming part of this theme song is that 15 seconds into this show, into this theme song, we get a sex robot. I want to talk about the sex robot. Okay. <laughs> because like, I don't even care about anything else, but we get a sex robot 15 seconds in. Serious. And like she's and she's into Chester, right? Like she's, she's very into, into Chester. It. Yeah, this little oh God, fucking Chester. pervert Point Dexter has created, oh uh, fabricated a metal woman for himself from his computer. <laughs> yeah. it's like we some assume weird he science. fabricated her. Like, I want to, oh my God, I want to know so much about this sex robot. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was really so, sad yeah. that she wasn't in the three that we watched. I know. Yeah. But there are be, like, 65 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> like, we had to just pick ones that sounded fun because I, this may this may be a little surprise to you, but there's not a ton of online fan dis- discussion about Beverly Hills teens. There's yeah. no the like discourse is minimal. Yet <laughs> there's no fan site that's like, okay, here's the skinny. The best episodes of Beverly Hills teens are 22, and no, there's none of that. <laughs> There's no there's no ratings on IMDb. There's like a few people who bought the DVDs and are like, I loved this show. And that's like all you can find. <laughs> did uh, you? Missed opportunity. Yeah, apparently they did. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry we didn't have the sex robot, but it is it does raise a lot of questions in that intro. Um, it does. We the one thing that we do get in the intro that we see a couple times is that they have like a school. It's not a school. They're in just like a fucking teen club. This club. A palatial mansion. Limo is what I was going to say. They oh, have yeah, limo. their they limo have with the li- hot tub and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They have a top down stretch limousine with a hot tub in the back and a, an ice cream bar. Ice cream. Yeah. But then they run <laughs> then they run out of whipped cream and she's like, now we have to trade it in because she's in the teen girl squad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Beverly Hills teen girl squad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I oh, got no. Jimmy's. Our ridiculous limousine ran out of whipped cream in the whipped cream <laughs> tap. I guess the car is done for. Yeah, maybe we we'll just get a new one. Trash it. Start over. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's really the subtext in this show. <laughs> yeah. God, I wish. Well, oh, and the other thing that we see in the theme that I kind of like, uh, there's like a, it, it gets kind of stylistic. It keeps going back and forth between like an old timey pencil sketch situation to like that. That blue and purple jazz pattern from those old wax yeah. paper cups. Yeah, from the McDonald's that. cups. Like <laughs> you know, like like we're going back and forth to all this crazy stuff, and then Jet, the the gem of this show, that with mm-hmm. the giant teased hair and the the guitar, she's like playing a concert, and it's just it's awesome. Yeah. It's really yeah. great, and the song sounds like it's trying to do some sort of like the Bangles or the Go Go's thing, mm-hmm. and like 
Yeah, there's definitely like a walk like an Egyptian kind of vibe in there. Ooh, yes. yeah, I, there, I agree uh, with that. There absolutely <laughs> is. And it really got me pumped for what was not necessarily what I was sold, I would say. <laughs> really? I what, would say, would yeah, say the theme song sold? was strong. The theme song well, was strong as hell. I was maybe led to believe there would be more music shenanigans. Oh, like a kid video scenario. Mm -hmm. Or like a Maxie's world where she's got her own television show and there's like some other stuff. Like there wasn't like this other aspect. It's just it's just rich kids doing whatever. Obscenely rich with no stakes. No parents. (laughs) Nothing to lose. There's no parents, you guys. No, there's no. Yeah. Unsupervised mountains of cash. There is uh a description that I might say if someone asked me what the hell this show was, mm-hmm. I would say it was an extremely over-the-top, affluent Archie. Yeah. Oh. Because yeah. we have an ex- we have a very strong Archie, Betty, Veronica situation yeah. going Definitely. on. Yeah, with, with the, the blonde and the dark hair and the... Troy and whoa, Lark whoa, and whoa. Bianca. Bianca and Lark are female characters with depth and personalities and, and names. Listen, no, we, can't just, we can't just be referring... If we're talking about this show as, you know, female empowerment, we can't just be referring to the blonde and the dark-haired one. Well... <laughs> just saying. Uh, as much yeah, as, as, much as Bianca is the Veronica <laughs> of this show... Check your privilege, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please continue, Andy, with your valid point. No, no... <laughs> I want. Hey, I'm here for the goofs. I'm not. I'm not dad today. Uh, no, there are no dads in Beverly Hills no teens. <laughs> We're just teens with too much disposable money. Yeah, uh, I found love in a dadless place. I would. I would venture to say that even though Bianca is the Veronica of this show, mm-hmm. in that she is a sourpuss, she's constantly trying to make other people uh, less happy because she's unhappy and all that other like standard tropey stuff. I think she's the main character. I think she is too. Am I not? Am I right? She is kind of. She has the most lines. I think she I, does the most stuff. Even though she's the problem all the time. <laughs> she, yeah. Well. Yeah. She's a. She's at least problem adjacent always. <sighs> it's, yeah. I mean, tell me three things about Lark that define her character. Yeah. Exactly. Blonde. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, or tell me ooh, three ooh, things like about Troy. Troy. Right, yeah. Ooch uh, likes Lark. There's and one. And she has a cat. Oh yeah. She does have a cat named Tiara. I love Tiara. Tiara and Empress. You yeah, guys, Tiara, real, who's just I... a woman's voice going. Oh my gosh, I love the voice acting of the animals. The whole fight between Tiara and Empress, the pink poodle, Bianca's pink poodle. Oh my God, Listeners, so are you good. entirely confused as fuck? Right no, now. just go with us. Go with us. Just please come along with us. I'm just asking you to trust us this come much. Come along <laughs> let's, uh, with me. <laughs> let's give a quick little synopsis of this episode. I just okay, have one yeah. sentence. Get oh, the it. first one. But tell us. Yes. So episode for, one. Double for surfing, episode double one, cross. Double surfing, double cross. Double surfing, double cross. The teen club competes in pairs for the double surfing contest, while <laughs> Bianca and Pierce both attempt to sabotage Lark and Troy's pairing. Okay, you know what's cool? Surfing. You know what's cooler than surfing? Double surfing. <laughs> yeah, tennis has doubles. Why can't you just... And oh, would you think, oh, is that two people on a surfboard? No. No, it's not. 
No. But it's that's not. a big reveal for the end of the episode. people on an inflatable guitar <laughs> and a helicopter surfboard. And, they really uh, bend the definition of surfing for this do. episode. Yeah, just being on things in the water. Also, can I just point out, okay, crucial moment. There's uh, Chester has been coerced into building a robot shark. The robot shark isn't working, but then a real shark shows up. Like, it takes a lot of cojones as a show creator to have your show come like this close to literally jumping the shark in the you first You almost episode. do it. <laughs> like, I don't know that episode. anyone actually jumped over it, but <laughs> one of them, I mean, I mean, Larkshire punched it in the nose. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, let's let's run down let's run down the major players, right? So we kind of sure, talked yeah, yeah. about we've got Troy, who's the the incredibly blonde, incredibly bland boy. Yes. Hey. Uh, we've got Lark, <laughs> who is the also blonde woman, who's very normal. She's a teen girl who's cute, and uh, they're very bland. Whoa, both of them. whoa, right. they're whoa. The, the heteronormative she's a, default pair. Yeah. She's a no. She's a cover girl. How did she describe herself? A shark punching cover girl. Something like that. That is true. <laughs> she's a <clears throat> whoa voice. She's a model. Oh That's, no, yeah. the the Rory poison is infecting whoever's our third host. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you guys, He's gonna really take bad, Amalia down with him. Uh, Rory, I'm coming so, for you, Rory. So we got those two. We, we mentioned Bianca, who is the main character, but she's also mm-hmm. the antagonist all the time. Uh, and she has. A manservant. A teenage of manservant. Indeterminate age. Presumably I think he's teenage. also a teenager. Do you think Maybe. So? Wilshire. His Wilshire. name is Wilshire. And he's sweet, like... Sweet, sweet Wilshire. <laughs> Austin, you said he was like... What did you say he was when we were talking earlier? You said he, oh, you, you said he was like strong sad. <laughs> yeah. You said he you said he was like a strong sad type and I agree with that but I would also put forward that he's kind of like a a slightly bulkier more stocky Andy Richter type. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Right? He also, yeah, his body looks like they squeezed a tube of toothpaste at the bottom and <laughs> want better things for Wilshire. Can I just say that? Like, I feel like his heart's in the right place. Like, and I've got to hand it to them because for when this was made, that could have so easily turned into such a, like, nice guy. Oh my god, yeah. I would say Wilshire still has some serious boundary issues that he he should respect. He definitely does, but also, like... Wilshire's in love with Bianca. That's the key part. Mm -hmm. That's his character. He takes every moment to explain that fact. Right, exactly. (laughs) And he's the he's the manservant. He's always dressed up in this sort of like bellboy blue coat with one button done because that's all that'll fit, I guess, because he's well, fat. Yeah, he too, looks like and... the Maytag man. Um, <laughs> but you know, a weird toothpaste teenager who if he's sixteen, I don't know how he has the ability to drive somebody else. If he Do just has a basic license. Oh, my name 16? is Toothpaste Teen Maytag Richter. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also Austin, California driving laws were different in yeah, the nineteen. That's true. The nineteen hundred eighties. Here's here's my. Th- I don't think I don't think Wilshire's getting paid. No. I don't think he is either. I think he just does this for the love, you know. Yeah, you know, probably. it's like um, who was Peppermint Patty's servant? Uh, uh, who we always say thank you, sir. Oh, Marcy. Marcy. He's yeah. kind of a Marcy. Yeah, but he has less personality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just such a thankless job being Wilshire. 
so those are oh Bianca. Those are the the like supposed main characters, and then we have some side characters. We've got uh, we've got Chester McTech, who is uh, younger than all of them. I guess Mm -hmm. he's like maybe middle school age or something. He's the younger brother of this like reporter girl whose name is Brenda. And they call switchboard. her switchboard. switchboard. I didn't know uh, there was switchboard. Uh, yeah, I didn't actually brother. catch that they were siblings. Yeah, yeah, they're brother and sister. That makes a lot more sense to me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No, that's they're why a weird she's, family. They're a very strange tech family. A very sort of yeah, sex pervert, <laughs> sex pervert genius family. Exactly. Yeah, I'm curious to know more about their home life. Like, I want to know yeah. what what parents are raising both. Also, they does also that make have her some boundary last, issues. Does that name her, does that make her last name McTech as well? Yep, Brenda. Okay. Brenda, uh, Brenda Switchboard McTech with the okay. switchboard in quotations is her name. Cool. Uh, yeah, she's the Rita Skeeter of the teen. Oh, club. absolutely, the Rita sure. Skeeter. Uh, there's kind of like a oh, very sort of uh, high class <laughs> man Pierce. named Pierce, and he's got that voice that you know exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and he's he thinks gonna, he's hot with all the ladies, but he's not. Right, right. he's gonna like defund your summer camp <laughs> from the other side of the lake. Yeah, he's the know? other side of the lake. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he's who we gotta save the rec center from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, those camp huggy bear fools will never defeat the the inter camp competition. Well, if I can't have friends, then no one can. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. Right. And so that's that's kind of almost everyone that matters. There's a rude dude whose name I'm forgetting. It's like Rat Rad Bradley. Bradley. Bradley's the surfer. The he's the hot dog and surfer. Bradley, yeah, he's the hot dog and surfer. And, and so, then there's the who's the like southern debutante character. Oh, her name. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. It's I have Blair. this. I have this. It's Blaze. It's, it, it's Tara. Southern Belle is oh, Tara. Tara. Blaze is southern the Belle is Tara. Blaze is the cowboy girl. cowboy girl. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, like so Southern girls. If you haven't gathered, there's a lot of characters, but there's most of them don't matter, and they're kind of tropey. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a real confusing situation because, again, these are very rich children with no supervision, and they're clearly not going to school. I don't know if this all takes place over the summer or if they just don't go because they're rich. And I don't know if it was a three-month-long blaze. Like, <laughs> yeah, this could have been the their entire summer break. The whole thing could have been the best summer ever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then the stock market crashed. <laughs> <laughs> and so these this this show is just about this ensemble cast of goofy rich teens who we're supposed to think are kind of in, endearing and adorable, even though they have. The most privilege. Even though they they're have no, wretched. no redeeming qualities. They're all <laughs> they have, insufferable. They're terrible. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're so bad. But we do like them. At least a few of them. Uh I don't I don't think I like any of I'd them. I'd like Andy. to know who you like, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like uh I like Tara, the Southern Belle, because she never did anything other than perhaps know a little too much about the Civil War. Um, <laughs> okay, I take that back. I love Gig and his magic talking guitar. Oh shit, we didn't talk yeah, about Gig. Jet and Gig. Okay, yeah, Jet and Gig. Jet and, Jet and Gig. Gig are important. Yeah, yes. like I feel like okay, okay. This is my hot take. I feel like I would love to watch this show broken into like four spinoff series. <laughs> oh, okay, man. yeah. So we've like, got uh-huh. Jet and Gig. And like I definitely want the Jet and Gig career. show. Right, with I, the talking guitar that takes a center role, sort of a meowth. Role. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I for sure want the Chester McTech spinoff. Uh huh. With all of his, if he 
Yeah, his Finally. his problematic the problematic adventures of Chester McTech. <laughs> and his, and his yeah, the problematic adventures of, of Chester McTech. Tell me you wouldn't watch that. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm and wrong. Switchboard. <laughs> switchboard. Oh, and whoever man. their parents are and the sex robot. <laughs> um, and, and they have to dress want... the sex robot up like a nanny. Like, oh no, we can't show the parents. Oh no one can know robot. that she's a robot. <laughs> Otherwise. CBS will come and take us. Uh, oh, that got dark. Um, no, and then I want, like, I want the Wilshire spinoff for sure. Like, I want the show about oh, Wilshire discovering like, finding self-worth. himself. Yeah, exactly. it's like it's like the Fraser to Cheers. Like, you take this sort of like weird guy and you put him in his element. Like, where's Wilshire cool? Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, wh- I, like wh- I want him to find his people. You know, because these are not these are not his people. No, like Wilshire. Like you're better than these people. And, like, when's he going to realize that Bianca's not the jam, you know? Um, know. Okay, but just so you know, episode four of this show is called My Fair Wilshire. And it says, (laughs) upon witnessing Bianca's mistreatment of Wilshire, the teen club decides to try to help Wilshire to impress Bianca by giving him a makeover. Oh, God. So it's it's the (laughs) Stefan episode. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, darn it. That sounds wonderful. Okay, and then I want to tell you the fourth spinoff show. Please do. Please do. Yes. This is not a list that I had pre-prepared. I'm no, I love saying. it. I love it. Um, the spin, the other spinoff show that I want to watch is in the third episode that we watch where there's a competition for setting up a pizza business, which yes. has yes. a lot yeah. of, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh-huh. But one of the money-making schemes is every customer gets a balloon <laughs> and they give a balloon to the kid, this the like dead-eyed, this like dead-eyed child. <laughs> yes. The ventriloquist dummy dead-eyed child comes and they hand him a string and the balloon that they give him is a fucking zephyr and he dead-eyed flies away with no opinion of it. Yeah, and I want that spin off. Away. He gets blimped away. He gets nothing else. He gets blimped and I want him to get blimped into his own spin-off. That's they, what I want. That's it'll what I be want. Called, it'll be called the Goodyear Kid. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. And he's yeah. off and it's like it's like up, but they never come down. No, yeah. So all of his friends are birds. Yeah, all of his friends are birds. I feel I feel comfortable with him like climbing the rope and then Well, no, there's gotta be a crew, right? I feel comfortable with him like climbing the rope. It ends up being like a huge like Zeppelin airship and there's an existing crew and they're like, Captain, there you are And And he's like, Bert because he's kind of also old somehow. Yeah, he's because he looks like an old child. Um, And or or maybe maybe the crew is is like pirates that uh, that come on board because they think they're gonna take over the blimp, but then they don't know how to run a blimp. And then it's just yes, a whole okay, bunch of rap yes. scallions. Uh, and it yeah. also is steampunk. Yeah. And they also bang out 67 episodes in 90 or whatever it is. <laughs> May I say that that mm-hmm. show sounds amazing and it's a spinoff of a character that has no development in this show. And That's I think I might like it box. more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But hey, there's a lot to love here. Yes, let's talk about the plot and the setup here for the plot. because Good. Yeah, we can blast uh, through this one. There's a lot. But yeah, let's like, just sort of try to get through the the plot elements real quickly because so we start with they're doing aerobics in a mansion yeah Mm -hmm. uh aerobics in a mansion to a live performance to a live band with fog and lasers Mm -hmm. that's how extra these people are very bad that would be tough on your respiratory system having a fog machine in a cardio class i'm just saying (laughs) i mean you know unless they're using that stage haze that's like all water-based but you know these kids aren't doing that it's like a bikram hot yoga kind of thing vaping has been proven to be just as dangerous (laughs) (laughs) all these fucking vape teens uh 
and so we've got those that that mm-hmm. starts but then we instantly uh we, we get introduced to bianca and like we sort of meet all these characters briefly and then we find out that there is a double surfing contest at the teen club beach so I want to I want to say that over the course of these episodes, we learn that the teen club owns a lot of discrete property. Mm-hmm. Uh, they yeah. have a castle. And a <laughs> no, castle. Yeah, castle. We, we'll talk a about the castle, castle, but they, but they have a teen castle. club castle that I think maybe their ancestors stole from an indigenous people. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and well, I mean, they stole they an from artificial beach. Yeah, then there's a beach that has this its own like wave pool. This is like a teen Westworld or something. Like this is, <laughs> they own like the I amount of property they too. own is basically <laughs> teen oh Westworld. Look, look, think about it. They don't have parents. Mm-hmm. Are they? Are they androids? You tell me. I don't me. know. I don't know. Like maybe the sex robot is the only one living the truth. Yeah. Oh fuck, dude. Shit, dude. Man. Okay, well, we got to table this because. <laughs> but there's a surfing contest, a double surfing contest. There's a double surfing contest. So they all so have everybody's got to partner up. Yeah. And that's drama. Of course it is because, you know, everybody wants to be with hot Troy. Can I tell you uh, my favorite line possibly of any show that has ever been created? That was. Yes, yeah, please say it. Yeah. Okay. It's when they're on the beach and they're unveiling all of their like surfing contraptions. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and. What's her name? The Southern girl or the cow cow girl. Oh, Blaze. Person. Blaze shows up with the surfboard horse. Yeah. The two person surfboard horse. It's It's just a a surfboard rocking horse. A surfboard (laughs) rocking horse. Yes. And I don't even remember who delivers the line. But the comment about the reveal of that surfboard rocking horse is looks like the horse laugh is on us. They say that. Those words are in the script. <laughs> Looks that? like the horse laugh is on us. It's like, it, it's like a, uh, it's like somebody wrote that and then put an asterisk, like it put joke, put real joke here, and then no one did it. They, they just I was left laughing the so hard holder. I had to pause it. <laughs> uh, well, well, what if we just got in our limo and just went vroom, 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 vroom down to the beach and talk about these fucking surfboards? Yeah, let's yeah. live on ice cream. Can we do that? Because yeah, the surfboards bear bear discussing. Uh, we didn't mention this. Gig has a guitar that is uh, alive. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've indirectly mentioned it before, but he does have a talking guitar that will punctuate the end of a scene with a fun little catchphrase <laughs> like maybe a wah 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 <laughs> exactly yeah. or, and uh uh it also is an automatically inflating life raft yeah and yeah. that's what they call surfing so that's one <laughs> version of surf double <laughs> surfing today. yeah kind of and surfing. by the way when it when i say inflatable like it splits down the middle like down <laughs> the mm-hmm. neck and separates so the top like the head of yeah, the, the guitar is at the front of the the raft and then there's a round the, raft and then the, the base bow. of the guitar yeah at the <laughs> and then bow, the base and at the stern it, at the stern <laughs> is the bottom part of the guitar yeah it explodes like an airbag mm-hmm. it's so confusing and uh, then when it pops later on it really looks like a butthole <laughs> <laughs> talk about butthole surfers it really does I got more butthole stuff for later. <laughs> oh, she's she's locked and loaded with butthole content. Um, Listen, you can't put a sex robot in the opening credits and hope that I'm not going to have buttholes on the mind. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about the rocking horse surfboard. Which the rocking is horse surfboard. Just important. a rocking horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jet 
and Pierce ride Pierce's big old fat surfboard that has a love seat on it and two rearview mirrors mm-hmm. that he uses so that he to can look, look at, at himself. himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like a speedboat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Chester and his older sister have basically a pedal boat, which is just really stretching that surf metaphor or surf sure, yeah, situation. Uh... It's got pedals on it. You're motivating it. You're not riding a wave. You're you're just a boat now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, our surfer bro Bradley first enters the scene in like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang over here for surfboards. And yeah, he like well, comes he's in the one with the, with the Inspector machine. Gadget one. Yeah, he's got a he's got a like a helicopter surfboard. Yeah, he, uh, and he's he's the primo hot dogger. He's the primo hot dogger, yeah. Because that's, I guess that's hot not dogger Austin is a being surfing fun. term. Uh, I know no. that Austin makes up a lot of funny words on this podcast, but that was not a, an Austin joint. They say primo hot dogger f- do. about two or three times. As a primo hot dogger. <laughs> <laughs> now, the hot dogging in this case is like when you split down a hot dog lengthwise. <laughs> And yeah. then to form like two surfboards. Sure. Right. Let's go with that. Not like to be confused. Side by not side. Not to be confused with the hot dogging in the third episode that we watched, which was in the context <laughs> of a pizza. Yeah. That kind of hot dogging is strictly a pizza a pizza task. Exactly. Um but then yeah, Troy and Lark have a really standard one. They're like the only they're the ones who win, of course, because they're, they're like cute. Two and blonde. surfboards side by side. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And they have just two surfboards that are like bolted together, so they're both just standing on surfboards. So like yeah. that one, that one makes sense, and it's good that they won because they're the only ones not cheating. They also just right. survived a shark attack. Like I feel like throw them one, you know? Yeah, yeah. This show has a very weird concept of what a contest is. I know. Okay. Yes. On that note, someone as they were sort of like cruising in on their last big wave, someone <laughs> is like they're headed for the finish line. And I'm like, you mean the beach? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the finish line of a surf con? Like, you don't. Do you have some buoys or? Like, is that what? And like, what's is it the- distance? <laughs> is it distance? I mean, I figured it would be form, but who am I to judge? I don't know. So there's only there's only one more thing that we should probably talk about in this episode. Uh, briefly, Bianca decides to fuck up the the whole thing by turning up the wave pool to tidal wave level. Which of course, usual. it you know it doesn't do anything, but uh, you know to to spoiler alert to the end, they just ride the tidal wave and mm-hmm. the main blands win. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the main blands, <laughs> blands win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the other thing that we glossed over is this shark, and we should talk the about shark. it. We should, yeah. Just just briefly, there's a robot shark. Chester makes it. Uh, Pierce thinks that. You know, he's probably right that the only way he's going to win is if he sabotages other people. And so he's got this mm-hmm. robot shark. And I, I don't know. For some reason, the robot shark doesn't work. And he ends up trying to wrestle a real shark. It's mm-hmm. a classic Which he didn't misdirection. Know. He, wasn't, he wasn't aware it was a real shark <laughs> until he'd been wrestling it for a while. And yeah, his plan was to like appear brave. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, you took down a shark. Wow, Pierce, you're so brave and strong. But, you know. He jumps on a real shark and then he finds out because, uh, yeah, the little, little pervert yelling is from like, the beach, hey, which he can totally hear. You're on a real yeah. shark and he runs back mm-hmm. across the water like Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's some real there's some real uh, Christ imagery. Yeah, it's a it's a very <laughs> biblical show. This it is. It um, is. there's a lot of there's a lot of good Christian lessons that you can take away from this. 
uh, you know, it, it reminds us all of that that classic story of Jesus and the shark. Um, and you know, and and also about how Noah Jesus and the sex robot. No, Noah had all the animals two by two double surf across the flood. <laughs> And you know it's a real it's a real wholesome show. You know, it's kind of like a Veggie Tales of the eighties. It is, um, but Lark Lark punches this shark, you guys. Yeah, Lark Lark makes the observation that sharks have very sensitive noses, which of course would miss would would lead us to think she's talking about their sense of smell. And I had a real bad feeling about that for a second. Mm -hmm. But Lark, being the hero that she is. She punches the shark in its sensitive little nose and saves the day. He and nobody bats home. a goddamn eyelash. Yeah, they're all like, well, that's that's just day day to day for Lark. Par for the course, yeah. Now continue this contest. Before the show, Andy, you were telling me about uh, one of your new sponsorships that sounded uh, really, really impressive. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know I'm a sucker for a good subscription box. Oh hell yeah! And um, and relevant to re- actually relevant to our our source material this week, um, uh, you were telling me about Shark Box. Shark Box. Oh my god, you guys, have you ever wanted a box, but it's sh- it's so <laughs> intensely themed? Uh, it's shaped like a shark. It looks like a shark. And your neighbors might think a shark. Oh my god, is that a shark on your door? No, 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 no. It's a shark box. This is the kind of high quality stuff that you pay for. The fine people mm-hmm. at Sharkbox send mm-hmm. you a monthly subscription box, and inside you will find all sorts of exciting shark related products. <laughs> there would be shark oil, of course, which we, we all know. Yeah. We all know yeah. is the oil that sharks use uh, to, to fry their food on the, on the, old, on the, on the old stovetop. Mm-hmm. And then. And that George Foreman. Mm hmm. Then we got shark teeth. Uh, which are just shark teeth. Let's be real. And then we've uh, got shark fins. Uh, highly illegal. Incredibly very, illegal. Quite, there, illegal. There are there are a lot of uh, a lot of problems with this box. We got shark tail. Uh, mm-hmm. There's shark meat. You know, you you might you might be thinking to yourself, is this just a shark that shows up on your doorstep? <laughs> and I'm gonna level with you. Yeah, it's really big. It's hard to ship, but we will give you a whole shark. Keep this on the down low, okay? We send you a shark. Uh, but it's really fun for Shark Week. Uh, your friends won't know, and you can sell all those parts on the black market and maybe cook a little bit for yourself because we all know how much you want to taste that shark. See, Andy, I got to ask. I'm an animal rights activist. No. And, uh, are these, oh, God. Are these, uh, are these no. ethically sourced no. sharks? Hey, what? You, I, I didn't hear that question. Um, ethically, well, you, you see that the... Um, uh, hang up noise. Okay, well, shark box. Well, I hope you uh, liked listening to a little bit more of that theme song that I'm absolutely going to have more of in this episode because it's such a freaking banger uh we're now going to talk about the next episode that we watched we jumped a ton and we went to episode 25 it's called ghost story and here's a here's a summary so i can get ahead of this uh 
the teen club investigates after Chester discovers the legend of Count de la Mancha, whose ghost is said to inhabit the teen club castle. Yeah, you heard every single word of that correctly. In order. <laughs> Fuck. I, I just... So we have, to, we have to talk about this castle because not only do these teens... Clearly, they own a beach. We've already figured that out. It's a kind of like mm -hmm. an artificial beach. They've got artificial like a big old clubhouse. A highly dangerous wave machine. Yeah. They they have, you know, they're like the cocks of the walk out here in Beverly Hills, just out around town. Mm -hmm. Like, no one questions them. But not only that, mm -hmm. across the water, up a long winding road, there's a gothic-ass castle somehow in mm -hmm. California. And they own that too. But at some point, it was presumably inhabited by a man named Count de la Mancha, some sort of Spanish conquistador character. Yeah, so what uh, what we're saying here is this show took a hard left turn from Baywatch into Baywatch Nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, I mean, this is, I feel like this is a pretty just classic cut and dried Scooby-Doo episode. It is. Yeah, it yeah is. with the trappings, with the fascinating trappings of there being a teen club castle. Of this, this bizarre, castle. bizarre alternate reality where the teen club rules well, as a governing body. It's so confusing because that castle probably has a lot of historical value, but now it's just been like gentrified by these teens with means. And, and they don't even yeah. like going there. Teens with means. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> fucking know what to think about it. And nobody's they using this castle. haven't been there before. Nobody's no. using it. It's like... It's like how you look up the like the the world map and there's all these weird islands and then you're like what are those islands and then it says parentheses USA and it's like we're not using that. What? <laughs> yeah. Why do we have? Um, that? Just snap that up. I would like to add an addendum to my Chester McTech spinoff show pitch from okay. earlier. Please. Chester McTech, sex fiend, <laughs> kid scientist, <laughs> ghost hunter. <laughs> yeah, he was well equipped. He was well equipped. I would watch him hunt ghosts any day. Yeah, hook him okay. up with those with those Ed Hardy motherfuckers from Ghost Hunters. So Chester <laughs> Chester in question begins this episode by running in on the teens who are at the pool, out of breath with a dusty book, saying he's been doing research in the Teen Club Rare Book Vault. <laughs> sure what did. about any of these teens has implied that they give a fuck about the printed word? <laughs> Listen, Why do they have Chester, Chester McTech is too young. He's too young for girls. He's got so a lot of got, time. He's got time on his hands well, to investigate the rare book vault. And I want to walk back and something. looking for pictures of titties. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I bet that's I bet some of these books have some of them titties in them. Them titties. What if I flip fast enough through all these old dusties that I find some tits? <laughs> oh, dusties. <laughs> Yeah, flip them old dusties. <laughs> now, I, I want to walk back to something I said earlier where I implied that maybe there was no school. Because at the beginning of this episode, it kind of looks like they're all studying. Some of them are studying, reading War and Peace. One's reading War and Peace. and uh, Yeah, there's a brief uh, discussion about the Civil War. Yeah, the Southern Belle is teaching uh, the hunk, whatever. I've forgotten his name already. What the hell is his name? The main guy. Oh, Troy? Chet, Troy? Troy Gray. Troy. Troy. Teaching Troy about the about the Civil War, and I, I wish that I'd heard her lesson. Uh, you know, her Southern Belle perspective. I wonder if, I wonder what he she was filling his head with. Um, <laughs> Not great. Well, 
A, 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 that seems like a pretty progressive show. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but these teens are pretty boogetacular. I don't know how in touch they are with real people problems. Teens with means. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're doing some stuff. He shows up with an old Dusty, and <laughs> <laughs> that's not a song. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's not a song. It's <laughs> Listeners, it may seem like we've lost control of this podcast. <laughs> and maybe we have. <laughs> it's haunted. haunted. Oh, no, we're haunted. Okay. Okay, show, he shows up with an old Dusty. What's <laughs> <laughs> it? Okay, okay. Uh, maybe Kyle can bring some of that theme music in while I stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Looks like All the right. horse laugh is on us. Okay. The old Dusty <sighs> is haunted by a ghost. <sighs> it's haunted by Don Quixote. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh-huh. they they uh, The Man of La Mancha. The So uh uh here's the only unexplained thing that happens the entire episode. The book floats. Yeah, we, it does. Yeah, we get a real explanation for all the other ghostly bullshit that happens through the rest of the episode. But this ghost book floats, and we 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 don't know that it's not a ghost doing that. This book not ha- only is- does it float, it gives like a flip book of this phantom knight, sir. Yeah, Count who, de la Mancha. Count de la Mancha, who's like running around and doing stuff in the flip book, and that's what convinces the teens. Because first. Uh, you know, sex pervert is like saying like, uh, you know, you guys, you gotta believe me. It's the ghost uh, around this time. You can see the ghost of Count Olmacha and they all laugh him off. And then on, there's no ghost in teen club castle. Right. Yeah. The, the, the book, you know, floats on its own and flips through the pages and everybody's all spooked out and they're like, all right, that's it. We're going to go check out this ghost in this castle. Uh, so we Scooby now. And yeah. Uh, yeah. they roll up. Yeah. And, you know, Troy is fully bland enough to be Fred. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they show up. So it's like a weird mix of Scooby-Doo and Ghostbusters, which they make some very, very blatant references to over the course of this episode. Yes. They do, yes. It's good. Uh, it goes hardcore. Uh, Chester has like a proton pack, like backpack situation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, they talk about I busting also- ghosts. They do, yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, as another nod to Chester's tech, um, they encounter a bit of a problem when the drawbridge oh, over the moat of the castle, this right. old um, castle retracts retracts unexpectedly, and they point towards possibly a loose bolt, uh, whatever. But Chester pulls out his garage door opener and sinks to the same frequency. <laughs> As the drawbridge door. The he, pushes, drawbridge. he pushes three buttons on his garage door opener. <laughs> well, what you don't know is that all these old 1600s drawbridges, they all work on a, on a you know, like 147 hertz. They all work on hertz. the same frequency. It's yeah. all the kind of, it's the same, you just got to do a couple bleeps and bloops and they'll open up for you. You know, it just resonates with the wood and that, yeah, and that good wood all, comes back down. It's all pretty standard. <laughs> uh, so what is it with seances and the 80s and why did we love them so much? Uh, it's, Man, it's, a, it's a strange thing. I mean, Ouija boards and all this other shit, like 
we really were obsessed with it for like a decade or a decade it and was a like half. a revival yeah. of 1800s victorian london where everybody was kind of into spirits for a while yeah yeah that's a good point oh it's my like gosh a gas leak it was like a gas leak century where everyone's <laughs> like wow what happened <laughs> Dude, I so a little recently um, got into a conversation with a zoologist who works at Petco. This is a real story. Nice. Uh, and she was, but she was talking about how um, the the plague, like the actual Black Death, was uh, was caused by in large part to the fact that there was the witch scare before that, and so they killed all the cats because they associated them with witches. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, and that's what mice. made for the influx in in rodent population Mm. um and i'm just saying there may be some witch scare element to this because we have already established that this show has a a real mouse mouse problem problem. there's a mouse scare (laughs) there's a mouse scare in this episode too there's a canary in the coal mine we gotta we gotta we gotta point this out this is a big spoiler for the end of this episode the ghost is not a ghost it's it's sometimes wilshire and sometimes an actual mouse and his various shadows Right. Yes. I I don't understand how this works. Everything is confusing. The the mouse is like it's like that it's like the castle is haunted by this like rascally mouse. Yeah. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> Mice are the ghosts. <laughs> this castle is run by big rodentia. <laughs> it's it's odd. Uh but every instance that's not done by Bianca and Wiltshire is caused by this mouse. Of where they're like, oh, spooky. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's how the book was floating. It's the mouse. It was a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> the mouse had yeah, like a, it mouse. was on a string and the mouse was up above on the beach, like umbrella, yeah. and he was pulling it up. Yeah, that, this all makes sense. Mystery, mystery solved. He was on the next case. On the grassy knoll. <laughs> next case. <laughs> uh, um, well, they get, they get stormed just... in. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we move on. Everything they 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 kind of establish that there's no ghost. They they're like, ah, they this is all silly. They have a seance and switchboard. Kind of does a fun little like, will you accept the charges? Uh, like mm-hmm. collect call thing <laughs> this is with a person this to go contact call. the spirit. Will you accept the message? <laughs> will you please accept the message? And he does not. And that's a very fun thing. It no, is. It is fun. Does not respond. Strong, uh, strong messaging that women can be anything like switchboard operators and such. Yeah. <laughs> or Whoopi Goldberg from Ghost. Or Whoopi Goldberg from Ghost. Yeah. Sort of confident in their knowledge that there are no ghosts and then scared of a little bit of rain and lightning. They all decide to stay the night in this horrifying, empty, cavernous, spooky old castle. And... Yeah. I mean, I guess there's safety in numbers and they're all sleeping like, you know, the girls are all in one room and the guys are all in one room. But I would mm-hmm. definitely not do this. I sure. I mean, to their credit, though, in what could have fallen into a tropey uh, divided and subdivided group scenario, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they did stick within one room of each other. The whole group did. Yes, that's true. Right. Nobody went Let's off on their own up. except Bianca, who is causing the problems, as always. Right. right. Yeah. So so. What happens really quick, because I feel like there's a lot here that kind of not not much happens. Yes. Where <laughs> they're just all freaked out. The boys think the girls are playing a prank by making ghostly whales and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. And they both come out and they realize, they go, oh, I'm not making the noise. You're not making the noise. Who is making the noise? And it's Wilshire in a bed sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're really scared. And I, I mean, these are teens. Teens should not be scared of a person in a bed sheet. 
Uh, but I don't know, man. Like it's all context, you know. Okay. Like with the right with the right lighting. I mean, if we're <laughs> spending the night in a creepy castle that has been aforementioned haunted, like I might be scared of a person in a bedsheet. I'd be worried it was a clansman. <laughs> Which is a I fair worry. See that. Which is a fair worry. Um, uh, but I I mean I feel like actually no no you know what they didn't know that Bianca and Wilshire were there. Yeah. They didn't know they were there. It was not predetermined. So if you're staying in a creepy castle and all of a sudden there's a motherfucking stranger standing outside of your motherfucking bedroom under a motherfucking bedsheet, like, I'm sorry, that's a scary scenario. You're right. Whether, like, whether, whether or, or not, not you think, think it's a ghost. ghost. You're so whether right. Whether or not you think it's a ghost, you're just like, what is this human doing that's a in my presence? really fucking good dark? point, Amalia. It doesn't matter if it's a ghost. There's a dude in a sheet and he's not supposed to be there. Yeah, no, fuck that noise. Okay, so I'm 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 back on board. You got me. Back. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend them on their fear of Wilshire. Uh, but they very quickly figure out that it's Wilshire. Uh, they do. Because like it takes the one gust of wind, the wind blows it up, and Wilshire doesn't realize that they've seen him for some reason. And <laughs> he's not very bright. And so they come back, and their master plan is, I guess, vacuums. Yeah, they're gonna prank them. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna be ghost dusters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ghost so they run. Dusters. They run past Bianca and like, oh, we're so scared by this by this ghost. Oh, Bianca, and then I don't know. I guess they they prank her that way. Yeah, she got pranked. Yeah, she got pranked, yo. Okay, it's we're adding that prank. to the Chester McTex spinoff. <laughs> it's also <laughs> a prank show. <laughs> this is a prank show. Uh, dust, dust prank show. <laughs> I'm not afraid of any specific ghost. Um, <laughs> so they all laugh at Bianca. It's because I guess the, the only salient point here is that Bianca thought that by scaring them, the only person who would possibly stay is someone brave, brave enough, enough. who mm-hmm. she clearly is thinks Troy. is Troy. So mm-hmm. because she thinks Troy's the only one left after this massively successful ghost prank, she goes and like <laughs> approaches him. Das Geist, das Geist prank. <laughs> Geist prank. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and she sort of starts macking on the guy that she thinks is Troy, but it's actually Wilshire. And then mm-hmm. Wilshire gets kind of molested. Uh, he gets m- real handsy. Yeah, he does get handsy. However. She is giving a little bit of mixed signals. I'm not trying to defend his behavior. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying I understand why it is that he stays on the line for their relationship because if he keeps giving getting like one inch at a time, yeah. you know, like totally. Why is yeah. he not going to stick around for the mile? You know. Yeah. Although in this case, it's it's especially bad because she's like, "No, Wilshire, please stop," and he's like, yeah, it was "Oh, I'm in love with no, you." It no, it was predatory. Yeah. Like, oh, oh boy, you gotta. You gotta slow up there. Mm-hmm. Yep, your feelings He's don't negate the full agency. No, no, no. How you doing, 1987? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And then this, epi- yeah, this your, episode, your, your feelings and impulses don't negate the agency of the person. No, correct. Question. No, if we take away anything from Beverly Hills teens, it ought to be that. <laughs> well, speaking yeah. of things that suck, uh, it's also these incredible vacuum cleaners that. Uh, three of our three of our um, teen heroes show up with saying they're going to be. Do you mean the ghost dusters? dusters? Yeah. yeah, the ghost dusters, <laughs> and they just are supernaturally powered vacuum cleaners that start mm-hmm. to rip up the entire room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, including that priceless uh, suit of armor <laughs> yeah, just, with tits. Just yeah. got sucked up. Classic yeah. white privilege. They just come in and destroy an old place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just ah, it's just full of old dusties. Old 
Um, <laughs> they suck up a lot of that old dusty. <laughs> And then the end of this episode makes no sense because, like I said, it's all it's mouse. mouse shadows. And the mouse, inexplicably, without a discernible lowing, low light source or anything, mm-hmm, somehow mm-hmm. casts a giant ceiling-tall shadow that looks exactly like Count De La Mancha, cackling, yeah. wearing a hat and a cape and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we just sort of zoom in, and it's just a mouse making the shadow, and he's laughing, and then the episode is over. And I don't know what we're supposed to take from that. I'm more, well, I more mean, afraid of that mouse. I know. The mouse is a little bit diabolical. And also, it's presumed that the mouse actually was the one making those sounds. Yes. Yeah. Which it's, is a little unsettling. But I do want to say that the mouse is a uh, continuously recurring character in the spinoff of the Balloon Kid with Dead Eyes. That mouse is now a member of SAG AFTRA, actually. It's a yeah, lot actually, of yeah, this was, his, this was his union breakout. Yeah. Hey, Amalia. Hey, Austin. Amalia, I am overjoyed. To hear about these, this, these sponsor. <laughs> these. <laughs> I want to hear about these sponsor that you have mm-hmm. for me, uh, that uh, you're bringing to the show. Uh, can you tell us about frustrating clocks? Yeah, I can tell you about frustrating clocks. Um, frustrating clocks is an awesome app um, that uh, if you are a sufferer or perhaps enjoyer like me of extremely heavy sleep very just inordinately <laughs> heavy sleep and also difficulty waking up in the morning um frustrating clocks is an app game slash wake up call uh that you can set on your phone and every morning it makes you uh solve a <laughs> solve a logic problem um or uh you know some sort of like spatial problem like on the SATs like you know you have to figure out like how things fit three-dimensionally together um or historical trivia I mean there's any number of different (laughs) things like you wake up first thing in the morning it's like a train leaves San Francisco exactly no exactly this is what I'm saying um and (laughs) all the while um there is a vast array of very frustrating sounds happening (laughs) um so yeah so until you get the um series of questions correct all of them point for point um you got sounds like sirens going out classic sirens um you got like oh you know like air horns like in a music video yeah 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 um you got Vanga like Bus? is Vanga Bus one of them <laughs> Vanga Bus is definitely on Jeff there Jeff Foxworthy um, joke. <laughs> yeah you might be a redneck joke um uh it's really frustrating uh, just there's just just the intro of uh of Smash Mouth's All Star. <laughs> um, there's um there's uh, the Fran Drescher laugh oh, is mixed no. in there, and so, all of these sounds, you know. So none of these things are uh, none of these things are just a just a one layer sound. They're all layered together. Anyway, there's okay. a very there's a very frustrating cacophony of noises that <laughs> is the backdrop to your. Solving these problems in order to make your phone stop being so frustrating. Like, God damn it, I was just trying to write a book report on fucking Black Beauty over here. <laughs> exactly. Because I need the to turn the called, sound off. The app is called Frustrating Clocks. Uh, you can get it in the App Store. Um, you can use special code SATMORN2. That's S-A-T-M-O-R-N-T-U-E. 
um, and get a little bit of a discount. Frustrating clocks. That's so great. Thank you so much, Amalia. Oh, you're, I'm happy to be here. You just know, like, waking up in the morning, you're so tired. Like, you've got to catch a flight, and you hear, like, Well, you might be a redneck. Somebody <laughs> tell me the worst. <laughs> <laughs> a train has left Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> the finger yeah. bus is coming. <laughs> Frustrating clocks. Thank you. Hey, welcome back, our cool teens. Uh, us, us cool teens, those of us who are still alive, uh, this far into a watch of Beverly Hills teens. Uh, we we got to talk about our third episode. Please. We just gotta. We gotta end the suffering. We gotta just like close the wound. Uh, Bring us home. And we watched episode thirty nine, which is "Hold the Anchovies," and that is uh, the synopsis goes. Yeah, give it. Yeah. Uh, Lark, Lark and Bianca lead competing teams for the Big Whiz Kids Pizza Biz Contest <laughs> to win a 40-foot yacht and a week-long vacation in Tahiti. Wait, they win the yacht? Oh, they, I thought they, they just go on a vacation on the no, yacht. No, no, no. And then they get to take it home. It says, and then they keep the this yacht. Is, this yes. is the line. It says, and first prize is a week in Tahiti aboard a 40-foot yacht that the winners get to keep as a souvenir. Uh, okay, I missed that one. Oh yeah. yeah. What if they don't live? What if they don't live on waterfront? Anyway, please keep going. No, I it just I just love the idea of being so lavishly fucking opulent that you can take a yacht as a souvenir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. That's how gross this show is. It's like a keychain or a T-shirt, but it's a boat. <laughs> Teens with me. This is the the let them eat cake as an entire. You know, 65 episode TV series. show. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah. Also, like, how are any of us going to stand a chance when our, like, image of cool teens <laughs> as children was you get to spend a week in Tahiti and then take a yacht home because you made pizza good? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a lot of questions about this contest. Uh, mm-hmm. But first off... Like from a First. from a big picture view, this episode we've got the contest, so it's another contest episode, right? Because these yeah, teens are contest. never having fun unless they're constantly competing with each other. Unless they're competing against each for other for very arbitrary yeah. things. Now it's a real rat race. Uh, Brenda uh, Switchboard Switchboard is call her by her Christian name Switchboard <laughs> Switchboard <laughs> Switchboard is wearing like the 80s equivalent of a GoPro strap to her head. She's got a helmet with mm-hmm. a full on video camera inside and she looks like a weird reporter space woman. But yeah, she kind of looks like a Hello Kitty version of Master Chief. Yeah. Oh my god. Ooh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 100% yes. And I like she it. is sort of making like a docu film like a like I guess kind of like a documentary. She's covering the whole contest. Because there are no ador- mm-hmm. adults and she's the only reporter. Right. Switchboard also, Switchboard is very want to come in and be like, that's my story. Like, that's my angle. This she is it. She also shows but up she's in only writing. Places. Yeah, she does. But she's like, oh, like, like snorkeling in the hot tub, listening in on their private conversation. Anyway, I'm just. No saying. shit. She came um, out of an oven. She came out of a hot pizza oven. She did come out of a hot pizza oven. Yeah. Looking for the scoop. Is but she also, an interdimensional like, being? 
That's all. Okay, like what? Like what does she write for? Like wh- who are these readers? Who is this readership base that cares about gossip between the she and pores, her friend group? Probably the pores. Yeah, the pores. It's the, pores. Okay, the ones I'm who sorry. are going to guillotine she, all these. She kids writes later. for the pores. Gazette. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't assume that automatically. He writes for Poor Richard's Almanac. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she's covering the contest, and then at random, at the front of this episode, the front front chunk, that's what we say in the TV biz, tell me, t- yeah, tell me about chunk. the front chunk, uh, <laughs> these teams are chosen at random, and here's my first question that maybe you also have. Out had. of like a bingo machine, uh, like a bingo ball. Yeah, it, Pop-er very thing. like that. Uh, they mentioned that this is like a national contest, but there would be two teams from Beverly Hills, but then it seems like it's just Beverly Hills competing and not national. They're... Yeah. They're also they're also competing to open the first pizza joint on Rodeo Drive. Yeah, I find uh, that hard to and believe. Also, I find that hard to believe that in 1987 there would not be a single pizza joint on Rodeo Drive. Let's not forget that the real beginning of this episode is a jewelry store getting demolished. Oh yeah. That is a backhoe <laughs> that is shoveling gems and necklaces by the by the bucketful. <laughs> destroying right. this place down to rubble. So that they can make a pizza store that some teenagers are going to run. Yeah, it's not even a real pizza store. Mm -hmm. It's an experiment store for a teen contest. It's it's not real. I don't know where this investment capital came from, but they all had large budgets. It's like, I'm I'm sorry, you know, K jeweler or whatever local equivalent there might be. I'm sorry, old man who's been running this store for his entire life. Yeah, just like mom and pop. Mom and pop pop gemologist (laughs) shop. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry, is, but we have to make way for these teens to have a for, romp. No, say say the name of the contest, please. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the good people at the Big Whiz Kids need their Pizza Biz contest to move in, <laughs> and it's a it's 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 not about you. It's just that this is a really good lot, and no one buys jewels, at least not your jewels. Apparently, money is free. <laughs> do you guys do you guys think that that was like a subtle jab at the animation team for Gem and the Holograms? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if we want to get big picture here, I think this entire show is a not subtle jab at how shitty the eighties are as we reach the end of the eighties. I think that Truth. I think the show is like, <laughs> aren't we all just incredibly superficial this decade? How fun is this? Been? <laughs> Peak this materialism. The, this is the fall of Rome with the Reagan era, right? <laughs> like this is all empires fall. Yeah, I mean, you right. you can't design a character like Jet and give her that hair and not be also making fun of that hair and that life. I think that yeah, it's true. This whole show is definitely... also that hair gets wet. They all have. I'm just gonna interject. Okay, get it. That as they're in the car hot tub. <laughs> All the girls have like the bottom third of their hair in the water. Yeah, what's with that? And that is unrealistic. I care deeply about verisimilitude, and that scene was lacking yeah, that is in it. Not also, it. that car is going to go over a couple bumps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially with no adults maintaining the infrastructure of this dystopian Beverly Hills. Oh my god! Right. Location. Well, so the teams get chosen here. Yeah, we need to. We need chosen, to just like. Iron out what this contest is about. Yeah. Okay. So they're making it's like a business plan contest almost, right? Mm-hmm. 
for the first pizza joint on Rodeo. Yeah, they're, they're, they're supposed to make a good pizza joint. I suppose that the winner is in like revenue or sales or whatever the hell it is. And they're basically given carte blanche to do whatever they want, except as we find out later, they can't go over budget. Go over budget. So presumably <laughs> there is a set lavish budget for this pizza joint that somehow they exceed. And then they also have to somehow not violate the health code. Yeah, it's like right. a Top Chef episode or something. You know, it's like a Top Chef challenge. Um, except these aren't qualified people. Yeah. No, not at top all. Chef, also, has there ever edition. been a kid's version called Tot Chef? Oh, oh, fuck. That's why you should be in charge, Amalia. That's oh, real good. Tot Chef. I'm running this bitch. I would watch Tot Chef. Oh, yeah. I w- you watch Chop Junior. I would also watch that Master if it Chef were like Junior. a... If, <laughs> Master Chef Junior. I would also watch Tot Chef if it were like a late night, like... Uh, like stoner food. Oh, it's all tots and things oh. you can make with tots. <laughs> like just all tots. Okay, just try mashing them up real hard and putting ketchup di- on them. Okay, in different okay, configurations. But tonight I'm gonna be making chicken a la tot cordon bleu. <laughs> it's just tots <laughs> mashed on top of chicken. I think it's gonna turn out real good. And then he falls asleep. I'm so fucking high. <laughs> Okay, so it's like tachos, but we're doing like a tazzadilla, right? So you gotta mash them up and make them into like a what's a fucking like fritter? It's and a, you do two it's of a them. frittata. <laughs> okay, Tot Chef needs to happen. I agree. Okay, both of them. We've come up with a lot of both better of shows than Beverly Hills Teens today. <laughs> um, Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Beverly Hills Teens is a masterpiece, and I will not hear you speak ill of it. <laughs> Look, I will be I will be here all night until I can figure out what this contest is all about, though. Yes, they they pick is it's a national competition. Yeah, but but uh-huh. Beverly Hills is representing the entire nation. But it's not. You know, it's so emblematic. It's not merit based because, because they just pull names for the teams out of the hat or out of a right. Thing. They pick they pick out of twelve teenagers on a beach. Um, who who are the ones who are going to be <laughs> worthy of getting all of this money and running a, a pizza establishment? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the business model? I think that there is some serious uh, there are some serious lessons to be learned by watching these children fail at making a business. Uh, I think yeah. they do learn a lot uh, about what not to do. And I don't disagree. They uh, they do a lot of terrible things over the course of this episode. Uh, <laughs> they do a lot of terrible it's, things. It's really not good. It's really not. None of their ideas are good. We meet a new character. His name is Buck. What's his last name? <laughs> Buck Huckster. Buck Huckster. Buck Huckster. Buck Huckster is a real troublesome teen. Yeah, he's got giant shades. What do you call those sort of shades? The ones that just sort of don't stop like in the middle. They're like around. all one yeah, eye. Yeah, they just. Like I don't, I don't yeah, even know what I you call know. them because you you can't buy them anymore because they're they're they're, they're illegal. Yeah, they're, they're too, they're <laughs> they're too cyberpunk for modern you guys, civilization. He may have. We don't know that he didn't just come out of cataract surgery. Let's have a little bit of sensitivity. <laughs> we don't know that. That's but true. We don't know that. But Buck. We don't have a lot of backstory on Buck Huxley. <laughs> Buck fancies himself a marketing guru, and he comes up with a lot of ideas. One of them. <laughs> Is that he? He says that they're going to use Air Force One to drag a sky banner. <laughs> they're going to charter. They're going to charter <laughs> Air Force One. <laughs> I mean, and yet, and yet, with that idea, I don't know that he went through with it. But they did talk about doing it. Uh, it's not until later in the episode that they go over budget. So I don't know how much chartering Air Force One costs, but maybe, maybe they got a deal. They dipped into their private kitty. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Maybe. I mean, there's well, yeah, also... but I mean, they got 
They got DQ'd. Oh, Buck Huxley and his private kitty. I feel like <laughs> that's another spin-off. <laughs> yes, it is. So there is a really great line with uh, Bianca and Buck Huckster. And where he's oh, like, oh, we'd be millionaires with this plan. And then <laughs> Bianca, who in this episode is voiced by uh, our Sailor Moon voice yes. actress. Yes, she is. Because I oh, guess she cool. changed. Terry Hawks, uh, uh, Terry Terry Hawks, Hawks sort of took yeah. over for a few episodes uh, from the normal Bianca voice actor. So it's nice to get her in here. Uh, yeah. Sort of a little, <laughs> little DNA. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, she says, but Buck, we are millionaires. <laughs> LOL, 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 LOL. And that's a perfect encapsulation of why I don't care about the show and anybody in the show because there's no stakes. No. They lose. Swivel in chair. They're still millionaires. There's no like starry eyed orphan. There's not, at least not that we see. No. Um, They're not worth. (laughs) More on that later. Yeah, they're not worth illustrating. And so there's no stakes. And and that. There's zero stakes. And while there may not be stakes, there are pizzas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, speaking of weird (laughs) toppings on a pizza. I I would like to point out that this predates the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode where they put a bunch of weird shit on a pizza by one month. Wow. So these guys did it first. They did. Okay, so yeah, at one point, Chester is inventing pizzas. He's got like a dessert pizza. He's got egg foo young pizza, PB&J. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just would like to point out that Chester invented California Pizza Kitchen. Oh, man. True. Chester just invented CPK in that scene. Holy shit. He (laughs) super did. Yeah. I hope that CPK is paying royalties to Chester. (laughs) I mean, it was. I mean, it's secretly. Let's just get him a sex robot. <laughs> Let's get him a sex robot. Just chip in for his sex robot fund. That's all he ever really wanted. In, yeah, in the later end, he'll star in Lars and the Real Girl later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. I would boost the signal on that Kickstarter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, you know, get this kid his dream. Um, <laughs> Yo, listen, this kid deserves uh, it. Uh, we should. We should really quickly <laughs> say the teams. Uh, the teams that end up happening. Yeah. Uh, Lark leads Team A, and she's got Radley and Chester. Uh, a team, a team, and then B team is Bianca, and she leads it, and she's got Buck Huckster and Wilshire. A, yep, uh, classic, it's super classic, classic pairing. Ugh. What are the odds? Really high, very, 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 <laughs> very high. Very, they're significant, um, significant. Odds. And so they, uh, they fail. They're terrible. Team B team is uh, eliminated before the eleven minute break. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. before the middle of the episode commercial break, they're done. They've been disqualified for going over budget and violating the health code because yeah, they, they don't know what they're doing. They... they bought too many blimps. One. Turns they, out one was they, too many. <laughs> they flew that. No, they're holding a lot of strings. I mean, I think the illusion is that they have oh, sure. five or six going up there. But, you know, we only care about the dead-eyed ventriloquist kid that flies yeah. away. I just don't know what's going on with this character design. It's supposed to be a one-off oh little boy that we just don't pay any notice to, but he's got these and also big, he's got those eyes. Yeah, these dead eyes, these big freckled cheeks. These if like, they didn't expect that to haunt my nightmares and raise every question I could have, yeah, then they did not do their jobs. No. Yeah, I mean, so normally we like to pick a fun image from from episodes to. <laughs> to like promote our each episode of our show that's the, that's i'm the not ticket. saying there's a guarantee that that child is going to be there but he might be <laughs> i'll take that into consideration the thing that i liked about this episode uh that i also hated is that 
they thought that Chester really needed a little bit of extra pizzazz, and so they've given him a robot buddy. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> those little talking robots. And I hate him. I hate this. I hate this thing. It's terrible. But it led to my favorite line of the entire night. Uh more than Yes. Looks like the horse laugh is on yes. us. <laughs> because they he like he shows up like later in the episode with this robot and he's reprogrammed it to like clean up their shop and they're like, Whoa, that's so cool. And he starts cleaning yes. up and he yes. p- he picks up yes. the cat. He picks up Lark's cat, Tiara, and he's about to (laughs) throw the cat away. And Chester is immediately like, no, no, no. How many times must I tell you? Not if it's breathing. (laughs) And that's the scariest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Not if it's breathing. Like Not if it's breathing. But then the robot has some has some retort of like, what about me? I'm only human or whatever. Like it in one in one exchange. This show suggests the singularity. It's so fucking <laughs> freaky. But like, maybe this robot thinks he's human. Maybe it was once a human. And now it's like, you know, a heart trapped inside there beating. But it's like a, a, a robot body. And he's frequently, accidentally, maybe successfully in the past, trying to kill living things. And Chester's had to lay yeah. down a ground rule and said, no, if it's breathing, don't kill it. New rule. That's scary as <laughs> yeah. fuck. No, that's and true. I love it. Maybe this is maybe this is Sex Robot 1.0. <laughs> oh no. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <gasps> oh god, he's got a long way to go. <laughs> you know. You know what's another fun thing is is when we were watching Kid Video, uh, we we saw some episodes from season one and then we saw an episode from season two. And late in season two, they gave the nerd science kid uh, a robot. Later. Yep. They were like, he needs he needs a friend. Let's give him a, 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 you know, a weird slapstick robot that he can talk to. And the same exact thing happened, you know, like late in the series for Jester. Yeah. Um, and it's it's sort of an interesting trope that they're. They're going back to this well of like, well, you can't redeem the nerd. You can't act like a nerd could ever not be a nerd and then maybe somehow have some social adroitness and have a friend. Like the the nerd can't grow. The nerd is an object of ridicule. You have to keep them in their corner and give them robots to act like their friends and people. Right. Sure, right, you yeah. Know? To which is why which is why Wilshire will never. Oh no, Wilshire find his way. That 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 bellboy outfit may as well be his skin. Oh my god, Wilshire! I like my heart goes out for Wilshire. He's he will like not, not in the pizza one very much, but no, he's stuck in. Oh this. my god, like he's in this like just abusive loop with. Oh my god! Yeah, so tragic. Well, we need to we need to just sort we, of we do, yeah, wrap yeah. this up because because we have our second team. Yeah, they and right. they're clearly better at all things. They're clearly better. Yeah, yeah. They uh, clean up the. They take over the old building i guess were they waiting for the other team to fail before they take over the building (laughs) i don't know did they not have their own business and they were just supposed to like wait and then tag in later and try their own i don't understand but they clean up the old restaurant and put their own logos on them and then they make all these pizzas and they're apparently really good even though one is just a hot dog that's wrapped in a pizza Whoa, tell me you would not eat a hot dog wrapped in a pizza. In a New York minute. That's going on Tot Chef. I would eat that immediately. We need to make a tasty video for that right now. <laughs> 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 right. That's, 
classic tasty video. And then we dribble, and then we like we rock, and then we dribble like sriracha frosting on the top of it. That was a tasty. Oh hell yeah! No wait, wasn't no cheesy blasters from Thirty Rock? Was you take a hot dog, roll it in some jack cheese, stuff it in a pizza? You got cheesy blasters. (laughs) Liz Lemon already got that. You know what? I'm sorry, I don't remember that, but I will never refute you. No, of course not that reference uh and so they uh they do very well it's all it's it's all a good thing they also and bianca gets they deliver pizzas uh they deliver pizzas via hang glider yeah they're stuck in traffic and i guess there's now a there's a time cutoff or something or they'll never deliver the they'll never deliver those pizzas in time for what Mm -hmm. yeah you have no (laughs) goals it's not like oh you've got to reach a million dollars in sales or you've got to like hit the cap or they don't. There was no time. Everything set, is completely amorphous. We have to deliver these pizzas mm-hmm. until the big, big Papa Wiz kid doesn't get bored. <laughs> <laughs> big Daddy yep. Wiz kids only, only big you know, gonna pay us in yachts if he's constantly entertained. <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh, and also Bianca is scheming yachts. behind the scenes, trying to take them down. If I can't get the prize, nobody can. Yeah, classic. Right. Yeah, yeah, classic. So Bianca. they call in. A prank order for a, for two hundred pizzas <laughs> at a at a specific building, and they're like, "This will get them." Wait, do you remember the address? I didn't write I, it all down. All I remember is that the built is that the 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 street Blue Blood. is Blue Blood Way. Yeah. Blue Blood Way. Okay, and it turns out that when they get to that address, which is a real place, it's kind of this ramshackle building. Which turns out to be the local orphanage. Yeah. Now, uh-huh. <laughs> I want to know who these kids are. A of all, who have fewer parents <laughs> than any of our heroes. <laughs> Let's do a hand count. B- Who's got B- parents? B- Let's count the parents. <laughs> B of all, the Beverly Hills orphanage like i they can't even, even afford 80s. windows amalia they, can't, <laughs> they have diagonal slats across the window and then they were like well it's fine we'll just leave these here i'm sure the kids will gobble them up and then they leave them on the porch and then what just like knock and run <laughs> yeah they just sort of speed <laughs> off into the night see, we never see these kids there's reference to children that are less well, privileged well, than our heroes thing. but this is all balancing on an incredibly tight fulcrum here if you show a child of maybe the similar age like a high school kid who's not fucking wealthy the whole premise falls apart we start feeling for these kids and vilifying the rich ones we can't see that's a good point that's a good point they have to exist in a vacuum they have to be questioning their existence westworld style you can't you can't shatter this and so that's a really good point these these, they have to be ghost dusters (laughs) this ramshackle hut contains schrodinger's (laughs) orphans that half right have to exist, but we cannot observe them for fear that this world will collapse. <laughs> right. Also, like, I also they have like this place is like up on a cliff, sort of. They have like a view of the like. I'm sure that they can see the Teen Club Castle uh, from where probably. they are, yeah, and probably. just like look out over all of the things that they don't have, like windows. Yeah, and the things that the teens own and don't use. Yeah. <laughs> the Beverly Hills 
orphanage on Blue Blood Way. Now that is a spinoff that I want. I want to find out what these orphanage, these orphans do when they're like, oh shit, right. all the Beverly Hills teens went off on a skiing adventure and their private beach is empty. Let's sneak in. And then they go and they just like, you know, take like joy rides on all their jet skis and live, live the high mm-hmm. life. And then, you know, somebody drowns in the hot tub. Limo. <laughs> <laughs> It's all fun and games until someone drowns in the hot tub limo. Someone drowns in the hot tub limo. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Those okay. poor blue blood the very, orphans. The very so end of this episode the is end, the most yes. capitalist thing in the world. It's incredible. This whole show is the most capitalist thing. because, yeah. apparently, by donating the pizzas to the orphanage who could not pay, <laughs> they have right. created a giant tax write-off. So. <laughs> By the law, yeah, it's so not first, about first altruism. They think they've lost. Yeah, they, that nobody won because I guess they didn't sell enough to reach some sort of unmentioned limit. Yeah. of pizzas that they were supposed to get right. to by some unmentioned time mm-hmm. limit. Right. And then the the test proctor or the the contest host comes in and she's like, "Well, actually, all those pizzas you <laughs> gave to the orphans counts as a charitable donation, and by schedule." By, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you file the right <laughs> forms, you know, you've qualified for a huge tax write-off. This is, and that yeah. means you win. Yeah. <laughs> because that is real. That's real. Yeah. Because for rich people, finding no. a tax loophole is winning. Yes. Yeah. No, that's true. But also, like, no, this is a kid's show. You would think that it might be like... You did such a great deed. You didn't win the yacht, but that's not what matters. Yeah, you didn't win the yacht, but you won the friendship contest. Like, you you won the good person contest, but this is like, no way. You gamed the system. Reagan, baby. Have a yacht. (laughs) Reagan, baby. (laughs) I hope you you like Tahiti because you're about to be in it. Yeah. And those orphans got some free pizza. So what what can they complain about? (laughs) I ain't got turned out free pizza. But yeah, those still. those those good for nothing orphans didn't have to work, and they got handout pizza handouts. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, what did we watch today? What the fuck was everything that we just? I don't. This is incredible. I don't know how to process. It was amazing. Is this still part of the show? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Hello, listeners. <laughs> yeah, we're back. We're back for our little our little our little tiny goodbye outro. I wasn't I wanna... sure I was going to start making fun of them behind their backs. No, don't you dare. They'll hate that. Beverly Hills teen style. Yeah. <laughs> Just a no, I think, I think our, uh, our several listeners enjoy when we make fun of them in front of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So feel free. Feel free to attack. You know, I think there was a lot to be learned here that was not learned by anyone on the show. I think right. I think there was yes. the opportunity about thirteen times for a lesson that was helpful, and then At the least, only yeah. thing that happened was that the rich got richer, and then they went to bed and woke up the next day with no parents and all the fun time summer, and yeah. sex robots and sex and robots potentially some sex robots. <laughs> God, yeah, man, and yeah. inflatable electric guitar surfboards. These teens are are. Witness to their own destruction. Teens with means. And I want to revisit what you said at the very beginning of this episode, Austin. This show was conceived as something where they wanted role models and fully formed (laughs) characters. 
Rich uh, characters. Rich characters. Rich, rich characters. characters. When, when asked, <laughs> check. W- Got it. When asked if, when Rich Colbert or Colbert, I don't know how that man pronounces his last name, president of Access Syndicate, when he was asked if these rich ass kids would be the best examples for our modern 1987 children, he said, well, they may be rather more wealthy than most teenagers, but they have typical teenagers' problems. And the important thing is that they are fully realized personalities. <laughs> Did they get there? No. I think you should be the judge. I think... I- Let the free market decide. <laughs> Amalia? Man. Yes, darling. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. This was Thank oh my you gosh. so much. Absurdly Thank you fun. for having me. Oh my gosh. Anytime. I'm going to watch the rest of the series. I'll report back. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Yeah, you definitely can come back and tell us about that. Oh my God. I'm just going to be like rocking back and forth in a fetal position and I'm going to have like dead eyes like the Zeppelin kid. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, we, we would love to have you back at some point. Yes, well, please. We're going to have to do that and maybe a different show. Fair but, enough. But yeah, uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're happy that you were here to sort of uh, kind of not by not not planned, but you did end up sort of filling in for Rory. Uh, who we hey, hope Rory, feels better. Buddy. Uh, we love you, and uh, I hope he likes this episode. We'll see if he even <laughs> listens to it, unless it hurts too much. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Molly. If you have anything left to pitch, uh, book club. If you're yeah. when are you at the Pocket Theater in Seattle? Uh, so I am part of comedy duo book club um, with Allison Lores, friend of the show, um, and we have a we have a monthly standing gig at the Pocket Theater in Greenwood, Seattle, um, and our next upcoming gig is on Friday, July 29th at 10 p.m. You can catch us there. You can also catch us on all major social media at Book Club S E A. Go do it. You know you wanna. I believe you content. meant Friday, June 29th. Correct. No, July 29th. Oh, they're... we're gonna have a we're gonna have a June show elsewhere. Oh shit! Well, Friday, the Friday is the 27th of July. What? So I don't know what the I don't know if you're calendaring <laughs> wait, wrong. Wait, wait. We'll say go look, go check them out on social media where they have correct. No, we need to settle this. Shows. No, <laughs> July 29th, June 29th, July 1st is the Sunday on that same page. Ah. <laughs> I use an analog calendar. This is it. Ooh, we got a, we got a rare a rare uh, sound effect on this show. June 29th. Do you want more sound effects? Yes. Hang please. on. Let me let me let me put in my door code. Boop 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 boop. <laughs> You're back in the it's spot. It's even better the back second in the spot. All right, well, I'm gonna uh, go back to the spot. Thanks so much for having me. Fuck yeah, uh, we love you. And now we gotta we gotta end the show the same way we always do every week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that that solo responsibility is down to me to end the show the way that we say the thing we always say, and that thing we always say is uh, butter him up on the side of the other's friend. Butter him up on the side of the other <laughs> friends, everybody. You heard it here. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye.